and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect, uh, podcast episode 338. Uh, we are doing this on a Sunday, August 2nd, 2020. Um, this week on the show, uh, we have another top five list, our top five sci-fi films in space. Michelle will talk about that a little bit later in the show, and we'll count those down. Uh, we've also got some stuff we've watched this week. We'll get to that first. Before we get to that, though... Uh, a little housekeeping for those of you new to the show. Uh, well, first of all, welcome. Um, we broadcast this show most Sunday nights live on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Flickr Effect. Uh, we, of course, invite you to like and subscribe by hitting the thumbs up and subscribe buttons down below. And make sure to hit that bell icon to be notified when we post any videos or go live in the future. Uh, also, if you would prefer an audio-only version of the show, you can seek out the Flickr Effect podcast. It is on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, the iHeartRadio app, and basically wherever you listen to podcasts, just search for Flickr Effect. Uh, by the way, I'm David Lotz. Joining me, as always, is Bobby Jackson. Hi, David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. Hi. Hi, Bobby. Also, Yasha Wilson. <laughs> Yash is doing the silent treatment. He's, he is. He's doing the silent treatment. I can't hear him. That is entirely my fault. I tried to be cute and, and mute to minimize the noise and the background effect, and it totally backfired on me. So I'm just going to say it. I'm Yasha Wilson. And Michelle Hillard. Uh, hi, everybody. Hello. What's what's up, guys? <laughs> oh, Totally didn't work. It's August. Wow. It's August. Live shows are great. It's it August. is August. We are we are barely Holy surviving crap. a tropical storm here in in Florida. <laughs> like I'm wait, I'm excited for the memes tomorrow. Oh, it's <laughs> it's gonna be the it's gonna be that white lawn the, chair the, flipped over. The white gonna, lawn chair flipped over meme will be plentiful be tomorrow because <laughs> it happens every hurricane anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah, especially but after this. this. This hurricane is definitely that white that white lawn chair flipped over, so we survived. We, we survived tropical storm. I I and this the name of this one I can't even <laughs> ever get right. I say 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 I say I can never say it right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Everybody's having a hard time with it. Right. But yeah, it's going to be all over our feeds tomorrow. Yeah. So, I mean, I was thinking two days ago, oh, man, we're probably going to have to cancel the show. Like, I don't want to have power outage issues in the yeah. middle of the show. And then, like, this morning, I mean, I was expecting even a full day of rain. And we've gotten some rain today, but it's even that's been minimal. I think like, it was some, like, three, like, they were kind of heavy, but they were pretty quick showers. And that last one even was at, like, God, what, like, three o'clock? Yeah. It's, and that's it's pretty dead. It's like it's been it's actually been beautiful all day. It's been humid as hell, but it's been beautiful. Yeah, no, it has been humid. Well, anyway, enough about weather. That hurricane. So yeah, we'll do the top five list later. Uh, first, uh, let's talk about some stuff we've been watching, shall we? Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I'm curious about a certain show that I've never watched. I've always been curious about Umbrella Academy season oh. two is now out. Yasha, it's my understanding you have seen that. Uh, full disclosure, I haven't seen all of it. I'm about seven episodes in because okay. each episode is about 45 to 55 minutes long. Um, yeah. Did you watch the first season? No, no. I've wanted to. I just I haven't even seen the first. Bobby, I think you saw the first season, didn't you? Yeah, I'm up Bobby, on you it. Um, I didn't get it. What's that? No, I was just going to say, you haven't watched the first, second season yet? 
No, I didn't get a chance to yet. I was, thought I was going to be able to start it yesterday. Didn't get a chance to, but tonight I will be watching. He'll probably binge it tonight. He'll be done by tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I wish I could. Oh, I, I so wish I could. But I'll probably just probably try and squeeze in a couple episodes tonight and finish it off uh, next weekend. Okay. Okay. Well, so, well, my unofficial partial review, I guess, of the show is right now is it's okay. Like, honestly, I'm not as impressed as I was hoping to be. And I had... Uh, reservations about this when they released the trailer as well. When the first when the trailer first came out, I was a little disappointed in what the direction they were going with it, and it kind of lived up to the hype of what I was fearing. I don't feel like there was much progression or development in the characters. In fact, I felt there was like regression, um, and honestly, a, a little laziness when it came to the writing and the development of some of the characters, particularly. Um, one in particular, I, I, I don't want to give it away or anything like that and spoil it, but. I just wasn't as pleased with the direction and how they're developing a lot of these characters. Now, don't get me wrong. I still have my favorites. There's um, a young man that, that plays number five in the movie, the show, who's a fantastic actor. There's another one that plays kind of like a hippie dude who's just absolutely hilarious and a lot of fun to watch. And the time travel aspect that they kind of implement into the show a little bit deeper and with the characters... I just don't feel like there's enough progression for them. They're just still kind of in the same stagnant face that we were when they first started the show the first season. It's it's really kind of disappointing because you, you hope to see that something would be progressive. And then it's kind of getting to the point where it's a little bit progressive, but at the same time, and you're, you're learning a little bit more about the characters, but there's so much in there that I think is missing. And I, I, I'm really dancing around what I want to say, which is intentional because I don't want to spoil it for anybody in case they are actually looking to actually finish and start the, the series. Cause I'm going to finish it. It starts off a little slow, but I'm, I'm definitely going to give it a shot. Um, I'm just not as impressed as I was the first time around. Uh, well, that's a bummer. Mm. <laughs> You're uh, actually sort of on the opposite side of critics, I think, cause I've seen a lot of reviews out there for season two and it's been pretty positive. So uh, you saying that it's been okay so far, it kind of deflated it a little bit for me because I know how we typically see the same things and have a, a pretty good response in terms of being synced. So uh, now you got me a little hesitant. I'm go I'm still going to jump into it tonight and get yeah. my own thoughts about it next week. But yeah, uh, I think most of the reviews I've seen, and again, I'm not reading the reviews in depth, just kind of looking at the first couple sentences or seeing what the, the title of it is. And I'd say about 90% of them had been pretty positive in terms of thinking, not only is this a good season, but even better than the first season. So yeah, to hear you say that, it, it makes it more intriguing to me to see what my thoughts will be going into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm super interested now to hear what you think of it, because I haven't paid attention to any of the reviews. But like I said, it's there's a couple of there's one character in particular that I'm I'm really disappointed in how the direction that they took with her. Uh, well, that gives a little bit away. Um, <laughs> sorry, um, <laughs> with that character's development and how it's moving forward with 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 her, and I'm just like this is this is weak. This is just not necessarily 
what I wanted to see or what I was hoping to see. I thought the first season was great. The progression of every character was just spot on. It was fantastic. It was interesting. It was engaging. It was exciting. Um, it's it's picked up a lot. Like there's a lot going on in the show, but to me, I just feel like they they haven't done enough to really develop some of these characters that we really should see a lot more developing aspect or coming into their own or even accepting of who they are and whatnot. Um, whereas then it's almost like the same story we written and, and it just kind of, it kind of bores me with it. Like that just kind of does it for me. Like I, I like I said, I want to talk freely, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody that's interested, that's going to watch it or is interested in watching it. And Bobby, I'm definitely interested in hearing what you have to say. So maybe after the first or second episode that you watch, we can just hash it out a little bit tomorrow. I would love to hear what your thoughts are. So that's Umbrella Academy season two. That's now on Netflix. Uh, while you're at it, Yasha, what else have you seen this week or past couple weeks, I should say? All right. Well, I finished first. I'm going to start with something that I finished. I finished The Great, which was absolutely fantastic. Definitely looking forward to hearing and seeing season two. Um, almost to the point where I've gotten a little cracked out on Catherine the Great and doing research and watching videos <laughs> of oh, her on you YouTube. That route. Okay. Yeah, I've gone down that path. I haven't done any reading yet, but I definitely have started watching some videos. So the Great was fantastic. I also watched a movie off of Bobby's referral. I watched Vivarium, which was a twisted story all in itself. And if you like fucked up stories, yeah strap in like this is a this is definitely that and i enjoyed it it was just it was weird and throughout the entirety of the thing i just kept thinking to myself was like how high do you have to be to think of this story and go with it and just kind of keep it moving forward like that and that's really what it was it was just a really really twisted twisted story and then going even further into twisted um i watched guns akimbo with um yeah, there he is. With, oh, yeah. okay. Now, that is something. It was a huge setup for a sequel. I don't know if they're going to be greenlit for one, but I would definitely watch it. It was weird. It was over the top. Um, yeah, I mean, what can I say? It's, I mean, it's about basically a computer guy who this this organization basically causes, tar- makes two people fight to the death and um, Daniel Radcliffe that we see there starts trolling them a little bit. And so they come and take him over and proceed to bolt guns to his hands. And it's him trying to run around the city slash find out who did this, find out how to stop this and still try to stay alive to save the girl that he loves. And there's a bunch of other backstory that's in there, but I definitely enjoyed it. It was weird. It was over the top. It was funny when it shouldn't have been funny and it was dark. And I mean, I, I will definitely, if they make a, a second one, I would love to watch it. Like, I think it was a fantastic little weird film. And I love the roles that Daniel Radcliffe takes, especially the independent film roles, because they're so weird and so obscure. And I think it's his own little way of trying to distance himself a little bit from the Harry Potter um, franchise. And I think he's done a great job because the guy has talent. He has remarkable talent and he, really knows how to spread his wings and be different characters. And the more intense he gets when he comes to the role, the better I find him to be because he's just a fantastic, fantastic actor. Nice. Uh, well, thanks Yasha for what you've been watching. I was going to uh, say side note for nerds. 
You know what yesterday was, right? Or Friday? I don't know. What oh, was I it? Friday oh, was Friday? Harry Potter's 40th birthday. Oh. Okay. Okay. Speaking of... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just a side weird dirty note, because I have no life. So it's Harry Potter's birthday from the books. It was, yes. yes. From the books. So, okay. he, so he would be 40 now. He would be 40. Got it. I'm sorry. I know. Cool. I went way off out there. How old no, no. How old are we? Do we know how old he was when we see him? I mean, well, I guess kind of a spoiler. Like at the very, very, very end of the last film. <laughs> I think it was that he was supposed to be 40 or or in his 40s. Like, apparently, after everything that happens at Hogwarts, he, you know, goes on, starts his life. And I guess he and Ginny don't start having kids until later because she kind of goes down her career path and he goes down his career path. Mm. So he's, you know, in that shot when the kids are getting on the train, I think he's, well... Anyway, it was a stupid question. I was just kidding. It's not that important. Now, now overthinking things. Maybe no. not because he adopted the one kid from uh, Lupin and um, Tonks. Now, when I cut away from you, you're going to start researching it on your phone, I'm sure. No, no. You can let us know right. by the end no, of the No, you know what? He would have been in his 30s. He would have been in his 30s. 30s? Because he adopted the, the son from Remus, Lupin, and Tonks. Remember? He was a baby right. at the Battle of Hogwarts, and he was all, he was going to Hogwarts for the first time, and then or for the second time, and then Harry's son was going for the first time. So they were within like a year or two of each other. So actually, he was only in his thirties. Anyways, anyways, we've gone down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Weird, weirdly enough, you know, it's been Woo. it's been ten years since Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows was in theaters. Ten years. Man, yeah. God, we're old. No, I've I've had that moment a lot lately seeing certain things like references to movies or even I even the movie I'm about to talk about the fact the setting of it oh. thinking about how far back that was and I'm like oh my god this was almost 20 years ago like the setting of this movie was almost 20 years ago which is insane yeah but yeah like my kids the other day watched my so uh recently showed my kids the first for the first time the first Tron which my son thoroughly enjoyed and my son can be odd about certain movies. Like I'll throw mm. movies in front of him going, oh yeah, he'll enjoy this. And he, he just couldn't care less. But Tron, he loved it. So we watched Tron Legacy and I'm watching Tron Legacy going, oh my God, this was 10 years ago. <laughs> I can't believe this yeah. movie came out 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah. There was something about that that hit me too. Kind of like Deathly Hallows. But yeah. anyway. We're getting Speaking old. of which, were, were you at, comic-con when they had that presentation for tron, for tron legacy? legacy no no that was just before okay. my time or a couple years because my first year i think at san diego was 2012 my first full year at san diego was 2012 i had been years before but like for a day but gotcha yeah so now yeah i wasn't there for that big crazy reveal Anyway, so the movie uh, I was going to talk about that I just referenced, and this is a movie Michelle and I both saw, and uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off first, unless you'd like to go first, Michelle. Nope. Um, go we watched a film called Yes, God, Yes, um, from a first-time director. Actually, she had directed a, a short of this film, so I guess Yes, God, Yes was a short film, like an 11-minute short that came out and she made in 2017. I say she, the director is uh, Karen Maine. 
And then uh, she ended up making a full-length feature. I don't know what the development was. I don't know if she made the short with the idea of always making the full-length or if it just kind of came from the short. I have no idea. I'm kind of curious about that. Um, so Yes, God, Yes, I think premiered at South by Southwest uh, last year, 2019. But uh, it just got a release like a week ago. I think it went to drive-in theaters and virtual cinemas back on July 24th. And then it got a VOD release just this past July 28th. So you can rent it or buy it now. And it stars Natalia Dyer, which uh, most people will know from Stranger Things. Uh, She plays a girl going to Catholic school and she basically starts uh, exploring her sexuality, which, uh, of course, creates problems being a Catholic school student. <laughs> um, and it's a coming of age film. So, hey, you know, right up my alley. Right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I'll say I, I really enjoyed it. It's a it's a cute little film. Like, I don't even remember what the runtime was. It seemed fairly short. It was pretty short. It was pretty short. But uh, overall, I really liked it. Um, nothing amazing. Um, I ended up watching the short uh, afterwards, earlier today, just out of curiosity. I would say, because, yeah, you can find the short on YouTube. And if you're interested in seeing the full-length film, I wouldn't bother watching the short since it kind of reveals things that get revealed in the movie. Um, so I, I mean, I, I, I start to say it might somewhat ruin the movie, but at the same time, the movie's pretty predictable. But it's not a problem. Like, it never bothered me that it was predictable, even though you could kind of see a lot coming ahead of time. I still I still really enjoyed it. I thought Natalia Dyer was really good in it. Um, you know, watching the short, it's the kind of thing where it's like, this works is just a little short, but I could... S- it, it didn't feel like the film was like, oh, well, how can I stretch this out over an hour and a half and, you know really keep your attention for that long it the film doesn't feel that way it doesn't feel like oh this is this is too much it should have just stayed a short i i would say i i really liked it what do you think uh, michelle i'm curious we haven't talked about it no i i agree with you i really enjoyed it uh it's it's cute in its own weird way um and yeah it it is kind of predictable i mean because it's just kind of a it takes place over basically like a week of this girl's life right. uh so and even then the events are it's a teenage kind of coming of age and it's basically focused around sexuality and how dealing with sexuality in the catholic church kind of is um and the conflicts there and that that the girl um so yeah in a way it is kind of predictable but it's an enjoyable ride the whole way through um the comedy in it the humor is is really on point i agree like i thought natalia was really good in it actually um, no, it was funny watching it because I don't know, you probably know, David, uh, what year exactly it's supposed to take place, but there was a poster that was talking about the class of 2001. And I'm like, oh my God, that was my high school class. <laughs> like, and I was like, so it's got to be either the late 90s or it's 2000, 2001. Yeah, all I had seen was that it was like early 2000s, but I thought the same thing watching the movie that it was like 2001. That was that was the gist I got. So watching it, I was like, "Well, that was my senior year." So I was like, <laughs> "I I was like, you know, she busts out the Nokia phone and she she's playing had, that snake game. She's playing the snake it. game, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm a snake game on the Nokia phone, yeah, like you know." And then she's 
dialing up through AOL. She's in chat rooms. And I'm like, yeah. Which was something I had to, I had to think back. I'm like, okay, if this took place in 2001, were people still dialing in the AOL in 2001? And I'm like, yeah, I think people still were. It was, it was kind of toward the tail end of that. I think It, it was, I remember my freshman year of college still dialing in on in college I feel like that was the year it all transitioned I feel like 9-11 happened and then it all within a year it was like technology just took off like crazy 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 took off like like yeah you basically had the option of like joining the network at school or having your own private network where you would dial in so it was kind of like you had the two options kind of in a way it just it was that it was a big transition period but it happened wicked fast at that time but yeah no it was just kind of it was nice to kind of walk through that i was like oh yeah right. like some of the clothes they were wearing i'm like mm-hmm. yeah i had a girlfriend that dressed basically exactly like that and this guy this football yeah. player character is wearing this necklace which was like yep i totally had one of those necklaces <laughs> just stuff late, like that yeah it's super late 90s i was yeah. like yeah and i'm watching it going this is 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That, that, and like going back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Like, man, this was this long ago. <laughs> so old. You know, yeah. Like her being in the chat rooms and yeah, no, it was, it was, yep. Yep. That brought, took, took me back, took mm-hmm. me back. But no, it's, it's a cute film. Um, I would recommend it for people to watch. Um, yeah. The humor, the, the, what's humorous is at the same time also cringeworthy because it's, extremely relatable to when you're that age like it's very like yeah yeah that's yeah and i I mean i will say like you know for her being in high school she seems kind of naive on a few things but i guess she's also in catholic school like the thing she's naive on i think i was figuring out in middle school so she might be a little bit behind in her knowledge of life but still it's relatable. It was very like, oh, well, yeah, and she's kind of, <laughs> we're not spoiling anything, but she's kind of painted as of the other students in Catholic school. She seems to be more naive than most of them. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. She seems to be the least educated yeah. uh, one, but no, still very enjoyable. I, I, I recommend it for sure. Yeah. That was Yes, God, Yes, yes, God, uh, yes. available on VOD right now. Rental or purchase. Was it based on a true story? I don't know. Maybe the director's life. Uh, maybe. I'm wondering, since the director has made now a short and a full-length film of this story, I have a feeling it's kind of a <laughs> maybe of life experience. Own life experience, re- but I don't know. Only reason I ask is because the um, the time frame it seems pretty specific to put it in that time, as Ye- opposed to just making it contemporary. If the story could still be told in a contemporary fashion, why put it? No, I, I agree. Think I think that's what makes me think that it's based on her own life experiences. Yeah, because there's certain aspects of that time frame, too, that do play a key part in the storytelling that wouldn't work out so much here. It'd be different, like cyber sex, mm. you know, mm-hmm. back then versus what that would be like now, completely different. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I agree. I, I bet it's a life experience kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, not to give away anything, but yeah, like there's... Just to scan in a photo, download the photo, <laughs> upload the photos. <laughs> like, you know, you know, like, remember the steps it took to, like, send your best friend a photo of the two of you over the internet? Like, you remember the effort you had to put into that? Like, <laughs> there was work involved to get 
a photo on your computer. Photo, yeah, like, yeah. We remember. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, Bobby, what did you what did yes. you watch this week? Oh, master past, of watching past things. Two weeks. <laughs> well, keep in mind we only have an hour. Weekend, <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it short and sweet for the most part. Uh, for for me, this weekend had been me waiting for a long time for the debut of Transformers: uh, War for Cybertron to come out on Netflix because. Anyone that knows me knows that Transformers is my thing. It's I grew up during the time when there was Transformers, G.I. Joe, uh, Thundercats, um, Silverhawks, you know, all that. And I loved all of it. The best but childhood the era. The one that really resonated <laughs> for me, it was. I mean, maybe you talk to a kid now and they say Adventure Time and SpongeBob and who knows. But I loved all the action stuff as a kid growing up. So that's what feeds my soul and uh transformers was the one property of above all for me in terms of what i really loved so there's been different animation um shows that have come out based around transformers throughout the years some better than others and i'd say within the last i don't know maybe since the movie started coming out there's been three or four different series that none of them i was able to gravitate towards so when this one came out and I saw the trailer for it, I was like, that kind of reminds me of what the G1 animation in terms of their their actual robot robot form looks like. And the voices sound pretty similar to the original voice actors. They're not, but they sound similar enough. So I was like, all right, this looks like something I really want to give a try. And I am definitely happy to report for anyone that's a G1 fan, this was the it for me. This, this really felt close to that original cartoon. Uh, it really had that feel for the characters. There's some slight changes here and there, but for the better, I think. And this story tells the them about the Autobots and the Decepticons fighting during the time when uh, Cybertron is kind of on its last leg. And they are currently in a race to look for the AllSpark, which has been incorporated into this new uh, series because it was never part of the old lore. It only kind of came about since the, the Transformer movies. So they incorporated that into this and it, it works. Um, I would say the the tone of it is more in, akin to Transformers the movie, more so than the original animated uh, series. So it's a little bit harder edge. The, the, the violence is rampant, ramped up. There's more consequences to actions so there's a lot going on in it and it still retains that spirit of the original show and i just have to say you know as much as optimus prime is my favorite transformer of all transformers there's definitely something about uh this guy back here that, that megatron <laughs> that has always been such a badass and even in the old cartoon he was a badass but this and this version of Megatron is definitely like the um, the movie version, the Transformers, the movie version. He's menacing. He's you don't want to cross him. He's super powerful, you know, and I'm, I'm representing for him today. I got my nice. Megatron shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just so good. And I enjoyed it so much. And this is the first part of a trilogy. This one was six episodes. That's probably the only complaint I really have about it is. 
uh, or at least anything of a major complaint, is that it was only six episodes and they're about 24 minutes each episode. So it goes oh. by really fast. You can finish it in three hours. <laughs> and so I wish it was longer. But aside from that, you know, there's this first uh, series of six and then there's another one that they haven't said when it's coming out, but uh, it's supposed to be uh, it's titled Earthbound or Earth Rising or something like that. So it takes place on Earth, I assume. And then there's another set after that in this trilogy that uh, I forget what it's called, but it's basically sounds like it might have something to do with beast wars, but we don't know yet. And I actually like beast wars when that one came out. So I would absolutely suggest this to anyone that's a transformers fan. Cause it was, it was so good to me and it was right up my alley and I just enjoyed it a lot. I actually saw a little bit of it. I tried to play this for the kids yesterday who had almost mm. next to zero interest in watching it. <laughs> Um, but I was interested. I I was watching it going, I kind of want to watch this guys. I mean, I was busy doing things around the house. That's why I didn't just sit and watch it and go, screw you guys. Fine. I'm going to watch it. Do whatever you want. Play with your toys. Uh, but so I haven't seen it, but from what I saw, I'm I'm with you. I was like, this feels like, like transformers. Like I was a fan of transformers as a kid. I don't think as, as diehard as you are, but, but yeah, Mm. no, it was, it was good from what I saw. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, I was a Definitely. fan too. I, I'm interested. Yeah, you got me interested now. Yeah, really interested. Yeah, it's. I mean, like I said, it's so breezy to get through. It's just that time of episodes and mm-hmm. runtime, you can get through it really quickly. So, uh, yeah, I, I would highly suggest it. Nice. Yeah, I mean, six um, episodes that are twenty to twenty-four minutes long. Yeah. God, you can shoot. Yeah, then I could do that tonight. Yeah, we, we I, watch we watch <laughs> movies in theaters that are longer yeah. than that. <laughs> right (laughs) exactly exactly uh so what else have i been watching Uh, oh one thing i got a chance to watch that i never watched it when it originally came out which is batman mask of the phantasm and i never watched it i think because i remember at the time i was really into uh batman the animated series but uh, what threw me off on this one, I, I, when I saw the commercials for this and it was going to be in the theaters and it was a movie, my biggest thing was I don't recall during the, the, during the trailers them showing anyone else in it. And to me, it just looked like Batman going up against some character I'd never heard of before. And I was like, well, what's the point? Like, why is he not going up against Joker or Penguin or any of his other rogues gallery? Why make a movie about this character i've never even seen before so i never that i kind of found out a little bit more about it but then it just i just never had a chance to watch it and now it's on netflix i don't know if it's always been on netflix but it's there and so i was like you know what now's the time let me see if i can check this out and i'm not saying anything anyone else doesn't already know but it's really good um i think what makes it good is that at least for me what made it good is that you get the typical normal Batman stuff that you usually get in in the animated series itself. Not 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 unlike anything you would normally see him doing in a general um, episode or or anything of that nature. But what makes this good is it explores the Bruce Wayne side, and when he's not wearing the cowl, and when what happens when someone comes into Bruce Wayne's life that. Um, during the time before he even became Batman, 
how does that affect him and his his mission, his goal, his his duty, his his I guess promise that he's essentially made to his uh, dead parents to to live up to their death and honor that by making Gotham a better place. Uh, if if Batman finds love, can he still be Batman? And it kind of delves into that. And I think that in and of itself makes it so interesting and so good. In fact, I would say just this animated movie along and I, look, <laughs> come at me if you want, but I would honestly say that this animated movie that was made, I don't know how long ago, yeah, is probably better than any Batman movie I've seen live action. <laughs> so uh, I just think that it just does such a fantastic job of actually giving him more than just the Batman angle and making Bruce Wayne more than just the, the playboy that you know. It just tells a complete story in a way that I just don't think I've seen yet from the character in all facets of him being a detective, of him being a fighter, of him being Bruce Wayne. And it just does a really good story, uh, tells a really good story in that way. And of course there is the Joker in there too, which I, I, again, I didn't know originally when the movie came out, but he's there as well. So you get that aspect too. And yeah, I, I really dug it a lot. And I'm glad I finally got a chance to see it. And it's a shame I waited so long, but I'm glad I got it. Man, I'm surprised to learn that you saw that so late in life. Like, I still haven't seen it. Yeah. <clears throat> how have I what? seen this movie? I, mean, I know wow. how I've seen okay. this movie because I used to watch the show and I was when it, the show first came on. Like, I remember the very first episode. I remember being my head exploding, thinking it was the coolest show ever. Like I used to watch the show religiously, mm. and then when this movie was coming out, I remember it was a big thing when it came out and my brothers and I would watch that movie a lot, like a lot. And it, as I got older, it was like, I got the depth of it better. But when I was younger, I was kind of still like, yeah, it's just a really cool kick-ass Batman movie. But then it's like, I got older and watched it. And I was like, oh, this is a really good movie. <laughs> no, like I haven't, I haven't even seen it, but you, what you said, Bobby, about it being better than any of the live action films you've seen. I, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that's crazy. I mean, I guess I have to mm. see it for myself to see for sure. But I'm, I mean, I'm a big Batman fan, big Batman fan, and I love Batman movies. But I also understand that almost none of them, maybe none of them, like you said, have, I think, done a tr true, complete capture of what Batman is really like from the comics. And that's what I'm hoping to get out of the Batman that, you know, we're hoping to see someday. <laughs> but <laughs> as Yasha gives me that look. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so i mean from that perspective i i don't necessarily think oh because i don't i don't look at necessarily any of these batman films that we've gotten as i mean i think a lot of them are damn damn good movies but mm -hmm. none of them are like holy crap this is perfect batman so i understand how yeah. that how you could say that and part of the I problem lies oh, oh go, go ahead, ahead yes no, go ahead. I just gonna say, I mean, I remember it being good, and I remember enjoying it years ago. But I mean, legitimately, the last time that I rent, I bought it, watched it, I rented it from Blockbuster Video. So that gives right. you an idea of exactly how long ago that that was. The movie came out in '93. I mean, uh, I remember watching it, and I remember enjoying it. But if you ask me about real certain details of that film, I would not be able to pull them from a hat. Like I would not be able to tell you anything about them. I, I remember who the phantasm was or ended up being, 
But aside from that, there's a lot that I, I just, I'm going to have to rewatch it. And now that it's, I mean, I saw that it was available on Netflix, so I definitely wanted to put it on my list and it's only an hour and 15 minutes. So why not? Like I can put that on, you know, and have that over breakfast. Yeah. No, I haven't watched that movie in years, but like, I think one of the last times I, I saw it, like it was like, remember like, I think it was Cartoon Network and they would make like an event out of like a Saturday night movie, like this Saturday night on the Cartoon Network at eight. And it was like a thing. And that one would come on every like couple of months or so. And so that was one of the last times I think I saw that film. I'm assuming that movie, unlike all of the direct-to-video DC animated movies, this movie, I assume, is a fairly kid-friendly film? Yeah. I would say no. You would say no? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Um, reason being is that I, I think the animated series is more kid-friendly. This one didn't yeah. seem to be as much because uh, while they don't show particularly people dying, people die <laughs> definitely yeah. for sure in this movie and so uh yeah it's it just seems aged up a little bit i don't think it's uh necessarily uh for kids and and like i said there's romance in it too so i don't know that that plays well for younger kids either okay yeah like it actually has like a reading to it was hmm. it pg 13 yeah, or was it, it just pg I don't know. No, Good no, question. No, oh, but the other, I think David's looking up, but the other thing <laughs> I was going to say about it is the other thing that I thought made it um, good in comparison to other Batman movies is that it actually focuses on Batman and makes Batman the star of his own film. And whereas the, the actual live action seemed to be more concerned with making the villain of the movie uh, the, yeah. the focus or at least showcase more so than Batman. And, and this is the opposite of that it definitely gives batman bruce wayne his due word cool uh so i guess a couple other things i watched one thing uh i saw on hulu called the assistant uh with julie garner and this movie is if for anyone who's familiar with ozark they may have seen uh julie garner and she uh is the star in this and I would honestly say this movie is not for probably 90% of the people out there. Uh, it, I say that because it's so super focused. It's like a day in the life of an assistant that wants to work in the entertainment industry. And I, the first 40 minutes of it is just her doing tasks that you would do as an assistant. And it really speaks to the legitimacy of what it's like to be an assistant. I was an assistant at one point in time and during an internship. And so I know a lot of what she was doing felt real and was real aspects of what you do in that job. And, um, you know, it does delve into a little bit more in terms of uh, other seedy aspects of what it's like to be an assistant working for someone that may or may not be the best moral ethical type person. <laughs> but um, I think that it does a good job in what it's doing. But I just don't think that most people watching this movie would have any kind of way to relate to it or understand it or, or be interested in it. It's kind of almost like I would suggest it to someone that has an interest in being in the business and saying, here, watch this almost like, you know, when you go to work and you go and you work at a new place and they show you videos of the the job and what it's like and uh, what to expect. 
that almost could be this movie in a way. I mean, it's it's kind of like here, if you really want to be in this business, here's some of what you could probably look forward to and expect and, and you know, maybe make that into your judgment as to whether or not you want to be an assistant. So uh, I found it fascinating in how well and close it sticks to what the reality of the situation is like. But I think for most people watching it, they would just be like, this is boring. Where's, where's the story, you know, kind of thing. But it really is kind of like a day in the life. And so there is some aspects to a story there. But most of it is just kind of showing you this person's life as she's trying to navigate these waters and want to make something of herself just starting from the bottom. But yeah, I, I liked it. But I, like I said, it's only going to be for a select few that would really find any kind of value in it. And uh, lastly, the other thing I watched was Host. Not to, confu- not to be confused with The Host. Uh, Host is a Shutter original film, which you can only find on the Shutter streaming mm-hmm. service. And this is a found footage film. And what's so fascinating about it is that this thing was shot in the same way that Searching was and Unfriended, where you are seen over um, a Skype, or in this case, it was Zoom. And so you have these different windows. And what, what I find so interesting about this one in particular is that this was filmed during... Uh, COVID during right now because they reference the fact that Zoom is very specific and relevant to right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because they talk about the current situation and being on lockdown. So the basic premise of it is that these, I think it's six friends are doing, they they contact the medium and they're doing a a seance over Zoom and um, things go wrong with the, the, the seance and a spirit becomes involved and uh, it gets all, you know, horror filmy <laughs> that way. I won't say much more about it other than that. And I found it to be so intense when it starts to ramp up because they use the jump scares in a in a, such a good way and not that silly, you know, the way that's a very cliche they, they, they were effective jump scares and they, they seemed like they came at the right times and it's intense and it's the it's so tight this this movie i mean it's if i remember right the runtime was like 56 minutes so it's super <laughs> tight it, it tells this story and but it's done so well and for them to have done it over this whole uh social distancing covid p- pandemic is impressive as well. And some of the stuff that happens in it, you're like, man, I wish I could see a behind the scenes of how they did all this because it really is impressive. And the story within it is done in, in such a, a good way that this is one of those ones that if you want to have a good fright, turn off the lights and, and check this out. And it's on Shutter. Nice. I'm curious. I was going to say, I'd be down for that. Yeah. yeah. Down for a good scary name. Go ahead movie. and get your. Go ahead and get your uh, free trial, seven days or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say. Right. <laughs> Check it out. Check it sign, out. Sign up for the seven-day trial and, and do a scary movie night. Exactly. It'll be fun. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, I think that does it for what we've been watching this week, which takes us to our main event, <gasps> which uh, we'll just say is hosted by Michelle this week. It's your list. We're going into our top five. Top five list of the week, which is, uh, Michelle, why don't you just tell us what our top five is? So this week, the top five is science fiction films that take place in outer space. 
Um, and by that, I mean um, any kind of sci-fi film that predominantly is off of Earth. I'm uh, and and. and I, I, I feel bad because I kind of give the guys some parameters for this one because my thought was maybe we could get a little more specific in sci-fi and kind of like whittle it down and maybe we could bring to light some films that other people might not be super knowledgeable in their existence. Um. So yeah, so the goal is that the, the kind of parameters I gave was basically like most of the movie, a vast majority is off of earth. I mean, obviously there's some movies where a little bit of time is spent on earth and, and that's fine. But the, the main focus is they're off planet. The other thing I kind of put in parameters, I was like, uh, no, like superhero movies, no, no gardens of the galaxy, which I know you're probably thinking, but that's completely off earth and it's totally science fiction. Mm -hmm. For me, I think films in at least like within Marvel and, and even DC, you know, like Green Lantern stuff, those are, those are comic films. Those are comic action adventure films for me. Those don't fall under the genre of sci-fi technically. Um, and then I kind of vetoed, <laughs> and then this is, this is my list, I, I, I vetoed Star Wars and Star Trek, which is crazy, but I feel like those are films <laughs> that, um, Everybody knows. And again, for me, I think Star Wars isn't just sci-fi. Star Wars kind of falls into a, a plethora of categories that makes up those films. Now, Star Trek is... It's sci-fi. That's <laughs> why the movies and the shows are always on the sci-fi channel. Um, but I felt like those were so well-known and every people have sought out to see those films and there's so many of them that maybe we could take the focus towards other films that might not have um, quite as much uh, a, a forefront. And I say that now, almost all the movies I have are, are, are well-known movies, but they're still movies that I'm sure people are like, oh yeah, I never saw that one. I meant to see that sci-fi film. Like even in doing this list, I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I never saw that one. And I came up with like three movies. I was like, dang it, I've never even seen those. So I came and put them on my list because I've never even seen those sci-fi films. So this was kind of to get people to to maybe be a little more knowledgeable in that more specific sci-fi area. <laughs> and there's a lot of sci-fi out there, but this is just in outer space. So that's where we're at. <laughs> it's my longest way of explaining a very simple idea. <laughs> a simple idea that grew into having <laughs> a lot more detailed parameters than maybe you originally intended. But I get it. Yeah. I understand why. You, you put the parameters that you did. Yeah. Uh, with that, I guess because it's your list and the way we do this order, that means I go first. Yes, um, David goes first. He was super ready to do that. Yeah, I'm super super ready for this one. Uh, which is funny because when you first brought up the list, I was like, oh man, it's gonna be so many movies. I'm not gonna know right. what to do with myself. And in a way, there is, but in a way, when you really think, okay, sci-fi movies in space. And you're excluding all the stuff you're talking about excluding. Um, yeah, I I was having a harder time actually kind of locking down stuff that would fit because I'd think of movies. Oh, this this movie's set in space and that movie that's set in space. These are great movies. Oh, wait, that's not science fiction, though. Like it's either based on a true story or it's base. You know, it's basically a true story kind of stuff. I'm like, so, OK, that doesn't fit. So, yeah, I had a harder time with the lists than I thought. And I'm. 
I'll admit I'm kind of throwing it together at the last minute. I, as we talked about off air, I'm using what we're calling now the Asha method for a top five list, which I, <laughs> which I'm fully embracing now, uh, by just kind of winging the list, uh, as we go. I have my five, but I am going to maybe kind of be putting them in order as I, as I talk about this. Ooh. So my number five is a film from, man, what year was it? I had it up here. 2015. So about five years ago. Uh, a movie I'm pretty certain we've all seen and many people have seen. It did pretty well for itself. Uh, and that is a Ridley Scott film called The Martian. Mm. That is uh, my number five on the list. Um, sci-fi, definitely science fiction. Uh, but at the same time, uh, fairly grounded. It, it's in the. I, it seems to be in the not too distant future, and it's a future that seems like it could quite possibly be reality. You know, possibly in our lifetimes, kind of, uh, and maybe, <laughs> depending on how things go. Twenty twenty could have put a wrinkle in all of those plans, but. Um, yeah, The Mar Martian starring Matt Damon. I mean, I think most people have seen it. If you haven't, uh, he's basically left behind on Mars and having to figure out how to survive on his own. And I know it's based on a book that I have not read, but the Ugh. movie was fascinating. And yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about the book. And I thoroughly enjoyed the film. And uh, I think Ridley Scott in his later years has been a little hit or miss. And this is definitely a hit for him, in my opinion. I, I thoroughly enjoyed The Martian. So that's my number five film on my top five sci-fi films in space. Good way to kick it off. Uh, with that, uh, moving on to who's next? Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, what's your number yes, five that film? That would be me. My number five, um, yeah, I think maybe I didn't all together embrace every part of it being majority sci-fi, but for sure it still has those elements to it, and it definitely takes place outside of Earth uh, for the most part. And uh, this is a more recent film, actually, that I quite enjoyed, and um, I think it was maybe more divisive than anything, but... Uh, I definitely enjoyed the the human elements of it and the science fiction aspects. And my number five is uh, Ad Astra with Brad Pitt. And nice. for me, what I think really I enjoyed about it is some of the the sci-fi ness of it. In that uh, you see these scenes that are taking place off planet, and it's done so well, and it looks so good. And particularly the one scene that I. I go back to in this film was the the moon battle yeah. which sounds funny to say if you haven't you know seen the movie you're like what what do you mean a moon battle this is sort of a grounded film but yet they do it in a grounded way and there are these all I'll say is that there's moon pirates <laughs> and that <laughs> that scene the way it's done is just so uh intense and and just really keeps you kind of on the edge of your seat of what's going to happen there and it's shot so beautifully but uh i enjoyed that but also the the human element of it too and that brad pitt's character is trying to see if he can find his father on this mission that's halfway across the galaxy but uh there's that aspect to it as well and i just think that i can understand why a lot of people probably didn't gravitate to it or didn't like it that much but i really did enjoy it and so that's why it's on my number five very nice. 
at Astra, you're number five. Yasha, what is your number five on the list? Okay, so I had a hard time with this list, not just necessarily because of the topic, but apparently I have not seen quite as many movies that take place in space as I anticipated that I thought I did. (laughs) This really whittled it down a lot. Then throw in the fact that Michelle said, you know, nothing that's that the, the, what's the definition that you give where it has to be in space. So that's just very much put it in a very narrow <laughs> perspective. Um, but so the next movie, the movie that I'm going to mention here is not something necessarily that I like, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm in love with this movie. And I think it's a fantastic film. I enjoyed this film. This movie more just has stuck with me for over 20 years because it's just a, to, for lack of a better way of saying it, some things you just can't unsee. And this is probably one of the most disturbing movies that I've ever seen. Um, and it was over the top. It took place in space. I enjoyed it. I remember liking it. But I remember just thinking, I was like, that movie was all kinds of messed up. Just like ridiculously messed up. And so the movie that I chose, because this is the first thing that popped in my head when this topic was discussed, is Event Horizon. Yes. Came out in 97. Um, Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, Jason Isaacs is even in this movie. I didn't even remember him being in it. But those are, I mean, there are some big names in this film. And that movie, I just, um, it stuck with me since I was, uh, since I, I guess you could say since I was a kid. I was uh, 20, I think, when I saw it. Like, yeah, like maybe 19. That movie mm-hmm. is all kinds of messed up. Yeah. And it really, really left me writhing i guess you could say i was just like this is this is fucked up this is just not good this is this is all kinds of bad so that's my uh, number five a really good choice i it's funny because i was thinking about that movie it's so cool that movie is it's a sci-fi movie but it's a horror sci-fi movie like but it's a really well done horror sci-fi movie like it's really oh yeah it's it's really just messed up like you walk out of there and you're just like and I saw it in the theater, man. Oh, dude. Like, I saw it in the theater, and it just left me in a whole different world of like, wow, that was not a good idea. Yeah, I saw it in high school, and it. I think I saw it, like, we rented it. Again, I think we rented it from Blockbuster, me and some girlfriends, mm-hmm. and that movie messed me up for, like, a week or two. Like, it was very, like, wow, how that's, how that's just keeps creeping in my dreams. <laughs> no, that movie is, that's a solid, that's a good one. Um, anyways, so yeah, so I guess I'm next. Um, you are. So I have to be a copycat, and I feel like that's gonna happen a decent amount on this list, but that's I'm okay with that. Um, so I'm copycatting uh, David. My number five is also The Martian. Um, I did read the book, <laughs> um, and I remember. I read the book uh, a few months before the movie released, so by the time I finished reading the book, I was just like, when does it release? When does it release? When does it release? And I was eagerly mm-hmm. awaiting seeing this thing on film. And yeah, I, you know, sometimes books don't translate that well to film. There's, It's a very hit or miss kind of a situation, but this one, it, it does. It, it transitions very well to the screen, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. I mean, they did make some adjustments, but still, it it was really good, and I think it really, I don't know, it's just, it's such a human endeavor story. 
Um, and yeah, it is grounded in that it's basically this guy. It's a survival film, but yeah, the the, the science fiction part of it is basically like how they even get to Mars. How does the rescue mission happen? If they're going to be a rescue mission because of the logistics of it, like it's it's like it's it's sciency, but it's also science fiction. But it's sciency, like it's it's pretty awesome. No, I, I highly recommend the, the 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 Martian. It's it's a that's a good one. I love it. Martian. You were oh, number five. Martian. My number five. Mm. Moving on to number four. Uh, my number four film uh, brings us to uh, another Ridley Scott movie. I, I guess I'm going to keep the the Ridley Scott train moving along here. And uh, my number four film is a movie from 1979, a classic. Uh, that's Alien. Um. I was a little torn about this and Aliens uh, oh. because I love them both. I do. But they're very different movies. Mm-hmm. And even though I think James Cameron did great things with Aliens, I, I like the simplicity of the story of Alien. Um, I like uh, this group of people that are in one place in this one ship who are having to survive against this one single alien. And uh, yeah, if I had to pick one or the other, I have to go with the original, even though I think Aliens is great, but I'll admit, yeah, Aliens is not on my list. So yeah, Alien, my number my number four film on the list. Another excellent sci-fi horror film. This is true. Bobby. Your number four sci-fi movie in space. My number four is both of yours and Michelle's number five, which is uh, all of a sudden I blinked blinked The Martian. (laughs) I blinked on it. I was like, wait a minute. What was it? What was it? Uh, The Martian. I mean, I can't say anything more than what you guys have said other than what one of the other things I really enjoyed about this is that under these dire circumstances, you would think that this would be a very intense and tense movie, and it is, but they also do a, a really good job at adding levity and comedy to it, which you just wouldn't ex- expect or think in those situations, uh, uh, especially with the stakes being so high. But the way it's done and pulled off is just so good that it just is this complete package. And today's terms, I don't know if this would be... I don't know if it would fall under the realm of a dad movie, but it, it, it it's one of those type of movies that really, I think, hits those uh, feel-good spots and the type of things that you would look for in, in a movie that uh, is a blockbuster of its type. And I, I think it, it hits all those uh, points very well. So, yeah, that's my number four is The Martian. Good one. Yeah, they, they, they wrote the main character with a really excellent sense of humor. <laughs> and... Mm-hmm. I think that's what got him through the situation as you, as you go down this journey of surviving on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that's Mm -hmm. really the saving grace was, was his sense of humor. Yasha, keep us going. Shall we, uh, with your number four. I number four. All right. Well, I mean, there's really not much I can say about this film that David hasn't already said. I'm going to go ahead and, and mirror what he said is uh, basically Alien is my number four as well. And I went with Alien pretty much for the same reasons that he did. 
I mean, James Cameron did a great job with the sequel. It was a fantastic movie. I really, really enjoyed that. But I remember first watching Alien when I was a child. No business watching that movie. Mm -hmm. Reading the comic book um, and still remember some of the shots and when people died and just looking at this movie in space and just being completely absorbed because this is something that we had never seen before. We had never, didn't know what was going to happen, didn't know when the face grabbers and the, everything, and then learning about these creatures. And, and then it's just like these six or seven people all trying to figure out what it is that they're fighting and still not being able to win, essentially, and like losing everybody on the, on the crew. Like, I mean, that's to me was incredibly special and unique. And it's always fun when you get something that you've never seen before and you're learning with the crew or the people in the film. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why I chose Alien. It's just a, still it's just a very dark, twisted, fantastic film. Well, I can't disagree with that pick. Uh, number four, Alien for you and me. Michelle, your number four film. Uh, so yeah, um, it is challenging to keep it so it's more of a sci-fi film. <clears throat> and this film, I, I'm sure you guys could argue, be like, this isn't sci-fi, but I think it's sci-fi enough, and I think it falls under all of the things that I kind of, the perimeters I, I threw out there. And honestly, it's a movie that I love, and I love watching this movie all the time, and it, it makes me happy whenever I watch it. Um, and that is Disney Pixar's WALL-E. And I realize hmm. that, yeah, I, it's an animated. Um, no, it's, it's that is a solid film from front to end, my friends. The story is excellent. It's executed really well. And I mean, gosh darn it. If you're not rooting for that main character, then I just don't, I don't, I don't know what your life is like. It must be pretty sad and empty. <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, Wally, it's, it's a great film and obviously it's Disney Pixar. So it's, it's literally a great film for kids of all ages and uh, I, I, I mean, yeah, no, Wally, I think is is an excellent one for sure. No, I thought it was funny that you would think that's not sci-fi. I think it's definitely sci-fi. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I, I, I'll say it's not on my list, but I think that's a great pick. It's one I actually hadn't considered, and uh, it's one of my favorite Pixar movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Wally I is solid. Yeah, I always love it when your kids are like, let's watch Wally. I'm like, yeah, let's watch Wally. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, let's put that on. Let's do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, my turn. That's right. It's your turn now. Oh, yeah. All right, let me, <laughs> let, me bring, let me bring up my list again. Everything. And go, oh, yeah, what am I going to pick for my number three? Okay, yeah, I think I don't want to pick for my number three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number, number three? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, we're at number three now, all right? Am I wrong? Okay. Cool. No, I, I must have did something. No, no, no. Uh, my number three is a film that, I don't know. Like when I was putting this list together and I say this, I already, I already have a, a movie on my list from 1979. So it's not like they're only recent films, but uh, part of me was like, oh man, I feel like a lot of these are, are recent movies. It's feel like the, the, should be more classic ones. She's such a wide span of great sci-fi films that took place in space. But I'm like, 
I don't know. This movie's pretty solid, and this movie is kind of divisive. And uh, mm. in terms of this director's work, <laughs> and but and no, it's not my favorite film of his. But I think he swung for the fences, and uh, I enjoy it. And there's a lot of things I enjoy about it, and that is Interstellar um, from Christopher Nolan. Uh, like I said, no, it's not my favorite film of his and no, this movie is not perfect, but I thoroughly enjoy it. I especially love how, uh, he does such a good job of, or a better job than many movies that take place in space at really trying to follow the science. I mean, no, I don't think any movie that takes place in space has perfect science behind it, but from my understanding, and I'm no physicist or astrophysicist, but, um, hearing from those who are it sounds like this movie did a pretty decent job of showing us what life would be like in space better than probably any movie before it and uh and i thought that's pretty cool and i being kind of a, a nerd for this kind of thing uh and really enjoyed seeing that on screen and the movie looks gorgeous and i like the story uh so yeah interstellar that's my my number three I was just going to say, and movies that I realized I've never seen, that's that's one of them. Like, yeah, yeah, it's there's, a shame. There's a fly, like, flying on my microphone and my glasses. Sorry. <laughs> See, he's swatting the air. <laughs> like, it like, was like, I'm like, what is like, happening? What's happening on the other side of my screen over there? Uh, <laughs> don't don't mind me for, the, for those of you watching. Uh, all right, oh, Bobby, your number, your number three sci fi film in space. Well, it sounds so nice. Got to say it twice. My number three is Interstellar as nice. well. Um, I can't really say much more than you said. That's twice my thunder has been stolen. So I can't, <laughs> I can't really <laughs> expound upon what you've said. I think you hit it on the nail. Uh, hit the head. Hit, yeah, hit the nail. Hit the nail on, on the, the head. head. Hit the nail on the head. There we go. <laughs> Getting all my catchphrases right. Fool me once. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fool me twice. Fool me once. Yeah. Um, you me. <laughs> I, I think that it just really does a good job. And like you said, the biggest thing in terms of my takeaway from it is the way that Nolan swung for the fences on this one and the way it tells this story and the science of the, the whole aspect of what they're accomplishing. And, and it's one of those movies where I really feel like I don't think, hmm, I think I've maybe seen it twice, but I feel like it's one of those things where I, if I revisited it, I would get more out of it again because it's so heady in, in so many ways and, and there's so much going on within it. And there's the human element that always gets me in all of these types of science fiction movies that are grounded or based in some sort of reality. And it's that story that tethers it together in a way that uh, really makes it um, resonate in his mission and, and what he's doing and, and how it pulls at your heart in certain aspects. And I just think that's really well done along with the science of it all and the sci-fi sci-fi-ness of it. Um, yeah. I, I don't really have much more to say than that, but that's, that's my number three. You know, for a guy that I know doesn't get to watch a lot of movies due to time and how much content you do watch, I feel like that you and I should challenge ourselves maybe in like the next month where you watch it for a second time and I actually watch it for a first time. That way, 
I can compare like first time viewer watch and then you can compare your second time viewer watch. That could be interesting. Yeah. I'm going to put that in my um, calendar. I'd like to watch it a second time too because it's, it is, there's a lot to grab onto with that movie. So. Oh, yeah? Well, what's your number yeah. three, Yasha? <laughs> <laughs> my number three, staying true to the Yasha method, mind you, an adjustment. <laughs> um, I chose with, and I was bound, like, I chose a movie that I found that its satire and humor is just magical and it still makes me laugh today. I am going to go with Galaxy Quest as my nice. number three. Because it does start on the planet Earth, it does take off, and the majority of the film is in space, and it is sci-fi. So I feel like that kind of totally lands in your realm. Okay, so fantastic. Um, I, I mean, what can I say about this movie? I mean, I loved this movie. I really need to watch it again when I ran across this on one of my lists. On one of the lists that I was looking at, I was like, oh, that would be a great one to watch. Because all I remember is just... Alan Rickman's character is so it was fantastic. So good. so good. So good. It's so just over the top. And it was just, he looks so, in so much pain. Just the anguish that he had for that film. I just thought for, for his character that he had to play and being basically pigeonholed into this role, um, I just, there's something magical and special about that film. And I've watched documentaries on it and I realize that I'm not alone when it comes to thinking that And the film is fantastic. And I, I really think I need to watch it again. It's, it's really that good. So galaxy quest is my number three. That's a solid one. God, that's a good one. Good pick. That is such a good one. That one's yeah. I totally, not that I forgot about that film, but like, damn, that's a good one. Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Man, my list is all messed up now. Come on, no. you can uh, you can amend, change your list as we go. That's what the best of us do right here, right? No, no, my my three are solid. My top, I mean, they're they're all pretty. Like I went back and forth on four and five a little bit. If right. I had had that in the throws, that might have switched things up. If I had thought of that one, gosh dang. But no, my my top three are there. Those were locked in. Those were my top three were so fast off my head. But it was yeah no. Anyways, so three three. Um, this is a film that uh, I feel it like got some critical acclaim, but also some backlash from traditional viewers. Um, but I I remember watching this film, and I actually oh the flies over by me now, David. Thanks. Hey, at least it's not over here because I've been having issues over here. Like by my mouth. Oh God! Why? Why, why is this happening? Why is this happening? For all right the YouTube now? viewers, this will be fun. Fun. Yeah. I'm sure they think this is hilarious. <laughs> like, why are these idiots swapping their face? Um, anyways. I'm definitely using that clip of you right now <laughs> on Instagram as it's on your hat right now. I'm talking like I have like a very serious thing happening, and this is happening around me. It's totally throwing it all off. Anyways, um, it's back to my number three. <laughs> Uh, my number this. three, uh, yeah, we're super not professional here. <laughs> uh, my number three, um, no, for me, like I, I, I'm almost bummed I never saw this movie in the theater. And as soon as it came out to like on release, on demand, rental, or whatever, I don't remember how I first saw. It. Like, as soon as it was able for me to watch it outside of a movie theater, I watched it, and I watched it at home. 
I dimmed my whole house and I had my 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 surround sound just jammed up to like, you know, to, to 11. You know, it was just insanity. Um, and I was on the edge of my couch the entire time this film. And I just I love I really feel like this film is is quite spectacular. And I think it's is true. It's it's like you were saying with Interstellar, David. Like it's very. It tries to be very true to the the we'll call them the rules of space, and what mm. actual astrophysicists and people that are way more knowledgeable than I am about space try to convey to people what the, what the reality is. Um, but no, this movie's spectacular, and it's called Gravity. It stars Sandra Bullock and um, George Clooney. And it is gripping and the hard reality of life and, and the Sandra Bullock's character, the main character of the film, you just, you're, you're rooting for her. You, you, you can't not put yourself in her shoes. And it is an intense ride the entire, the entire film. And I love it. Um, I've only actually watched it even twice. And I, I honestly need to revisit it. But I just remember both times, even the second viewing, just thinking, my God, this movie is spectacular. I thought the visuals, the sound editing was really spectacular. I thought Sandra did a really great job in this movie. The writing, I think from start to finish, it's a, it's a great film. I uh, realize that that there's actually, um, I'm, I'm in a small group, actually. There are people that really don't enjoy this film. Uh, they think it's kind of boring and... I don't know. Maybe I just really feel for the character. Maybe I might have more understanding of space, and I don't know. Maybe I just really fall into that 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 one group that just my heart went out to this story. But yeah, it's a divisive film, I guess, in, as far as love or hate this film. So, but no, Gravity I think is is quite spectacular. Oh, good. I think it's a good pick. It's not on my list, but I thoroughly enjoyed Gravity. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, I know not all of us did, but I I liked it. <laughs> um, all right. What are we moving on to number two? It's up to you now. It's up to me. I'm going to send the fly back to you. No, please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> number two is a movie that, no, Michelle, it will not come as a surprise to you that this is on my list. I think I know. I uh, it probably I won't know. come as a surprise to a lot of people that it's on my list because this is a movie I feel like I keep singing the praises of because I, I, it's on me now. Um, that <laughs> I, I keep singing the praises of because I, it feels like it went kind of unnoticed when it got released back Tron in. Legacy. Tron Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to show up on every list that we do. I was <laughs> just going to say, no matter what the list, the list Tron could be about yeah. the best be romantic bad. films of best Disney princess <laughs> yeah. films, and he's going to yeah. say Tron Legacy. Tron Legacy, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, best westerns made in 1950. Tron Legacy. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, this is a shun- Sunshine from director Danny Boyle, oh. um, which, uh, yeah, I think I mentioned came out in 2007. Um, it, uh, it's it got a pretty decent cast in it, too, if you look at it. What is, I always get his first name wrong. Is it Cillian Murphy? Cillian, yeah. Murphy? Killian. Killian or Cillian? Killian. 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 Killian Murphy's in it. Rose Byrne, Chris Evans, uh, Benedict Wong, uh, Michelle Yeoh. Uh, it was also written by Alex Garland, 
who uh, went on to direct uh, Ex Machina and was it Annihilation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those movies that I will admit, uh, just listening, man, this this fly is making me insane. It's, it's ridiculous, this fly. <laughs> it's trying to kill it's us. It's really been sent by evil forces to mess with us during the show. Um, <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? It's one of those movies that when you're when you hear the premise, I will admit the premise. I think even when I first heard it, maybe first saw a trailer, I was like, "Really? Like, so the sun is dying, and you need to restart the sun, <laughs> like, right? Like, and there's this mission yeah, to, to be sent out to restart the sun, and I'm like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's super sci-fi though, if you think about it. It is it's like and, the most sci-fi thing ever. <laughs> but I found the movie to be fascinating. And the funny thing about it too is that I forget his name. Um, I because I have a DVD copy of it, and I watched uh, not only like the director commentary, but there is a commentary on it with somebody who works at CERN. I think it was a scientific, like, oh my god, uh, a scientific. Uh, advisor on the film and yeah there's a lot of inaccuracies scientifically in the movie but at the same time there's a lot of stuff that you'd probably be surprised that actually was fairly accurate and i found that commentary fascinating to listen to and uh i remember i guess they came to him before the movie kind of even went into production to be like we're not going to explain in the movie why the sun is dying but can you at least (laughs) give us they wanted him to give like a reason like could you if you would it be possible to come up with a reason like in real life, the, why the sun might be doing this? And he was able to, and yeah, I don't know. It, it was an interesting commentary to listen to. I'd recommend checking it out. But anyway, sunshine, a uh, movie from 2007. I, I really enjoy that film. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. I recommend it a lot. I just wish people would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> sons, sons die every day, right? Yeah. I mean, not ours, but not ours, you know, technically, sun's die every day. Yeah. So, Sunshine. That's my number two film, sci-fi film that took place in space. I, I, I will say, since I have watched it, I have enjoyed that film. Oh, well, I'm glad. Not on my list, but I have enjoyed that film. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. Really? I feel like David yeah, has, has pushed that. you guys pretty yeah, high. I'm going to keep pushing and nudging. <laughs> Watch that film. Yeah. I've got a pet fly now. I'm just going to adopt this fly. Oh, my God. Was it sent by the hurricane? Is this know. our hurricane? Is this in, like in the warning? Office? Like there's a tornado coming? Or is this how it happens? <laughs> anyway. Uh, Bobby, enough about the fly. What is your number two film on the, our list here? Yeah, I... I think I kind of feel like I might as well not really have done a list and just let <laughs> you guys just repeat my list for me because that's how it's been. <laughs> but my number two is the same. Well, I guess it was Michelle's number three, which is Gravity. Um, yeah, I can't say too much more than she said again. <laughs> I can't say too much more than Aww. I think everyone is echoing the same thoughts. That you I have stolen your thunder films, tonight, so. Bobby. Yeah, I mean, only thing else I'll add to it, I, I at least I can try and find one or two things to say in addition, but it's just Alfonso Cuaron's direction, mm. and this is so good, so and good. just what they did with this movie. And you really feel like you're there with Sandra Bullock's character. I, I think you, you're you on the edge of your seat, and you're trying to really help get her through this because it, you can only imagine yourself in this situation and how you know, claustrophobic, the whole aspect of it would be, even though it's space and it's wide open, you don't want that wide open place 
when you're in such a just a suit and you're trying to uh, make it back to Earth with everything you got. And I don't know, I just really identified with that aspect of it. It almost makes it into a horror film in that way because yeah. of those elements to it. But um, yeah, just enjoy it a lot. And I know that there, again, are some that do not, but <laughs> I remember, do you guys remember do you guys remember when they talked about how this could have been or they wished that it could have been like a um, like a prelude to uh, Venom? I, I, I remember someone at the time they were saying like, oh, wouldn't it have been awesome if, you know, but yeah, it wasn't could, and it has nothing to do with that. I could see yeah. the movie Life being a prelude to Venom. Oh, that's right. It was Life. My bad, my, oh, okay. bad, my bad. It was like that makes more those sense. movies came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. but so update, but yeah, update on Fly Mageddon. There's a carcass on the floor now. Yes, uh, the fly will no longer be an issue. <laughs> David is one. <laughs> oh. I've I won the battle. <laughs> nice. Anyway, <sighs> well, the lists continue. The I, list. I like Bobby's number two in my own personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Yasha, why don't you repeat? Why don't you just put it on your number two as well? <laughs> oh, I won't put it That won't be happening. <laughs> I'm going to keep my mouth shut and move right along. And actually, it's a, it's a movie that's been mentioned already. Um, actually, I mean, I don't think this will be anybody's surprise, but my number two is Interstellar. And I really don't think there's much that I can add to that um, that hasn't been said already. I, I really, really enjoyed the the action, the suspense, the emotion. Um, it was it was a damn good movie, but that's Christopher Nolan. I'm a, I'm a fan. I will watch and give anything that Christopher Nolan does a shot because I, I believe in his work and I think he's just a fantastic talent and his vision for movies. And I thought that this one, even addressing the space-time continuum and everything, they tried to keep it as realistic and realistically far out there as possible, if that makes sense. Um I just, I really enjoyed it. And then, you know, talking about it and hearing about some of these movies, I definitely want to revisit and watch some of them again. And Interstellar is definitely going to be on that list. Cool. Cool. Interstellar, your number two, Michelle. Uh, so, and again, I, like I said before, I had a feeling that our top fives were going to have a lot of overlapping. So it's not that surprising. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for my number two, but I'm really excited for my number one, by the way. It's really good. Uh, but my number two is also really good. Uh, my number two has already mentioned uh, a few times, um, and so I don't have a, a ridiculous amount to add to it other than I just remember being a child and being absolutely, absolutely terrified of this film and yet loving it at the same time, and that is Alien. Um, this film is quintessential almost definition of textbook what sci-fi is and especially sci-fi in space um it, it's it's, oh, it's just so good it's such a great horror film it's a great sci-fi film it just hits on all those notes and the performances i think are really great i mean there's some amazing actors in this one and yeah i think ridley scott just just, just hit it out of the ballpark with this um, and it's it's obviously done well. It's had how many films after it? And I'm not saying they're all good. Hmm. Uh, we all know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> the but the Alien franchise has has really successfully shown what um, sci-fi films and horror horror sci-fi films could actually grow to become. And again, not all of them are great, but this one, as much as I enjoy Aliens. 
there's something about Alien. It just, I don't know, it connects in such a way. And I think it's just because it's such a setup for the entire thing. And it just, yeah, I remember watching it the first first few times. Cause I was so young when I first watched it. But the first few times I watched that film, you're just watching it. Just, you're with them. You're just trying to figure out what the hell it is is happening and what you're fighting. And yeah, it's it's a crazy little roller coaster ride of a film. And it's excellent. So yeah. Alien. Alien. You're number two. That brings us to number one. Number one, number one. And I guess I get to start number ones off, right? Uh, My number one is, uh, well, I don't know. I'm curious to see if it pops up on any other list. I have a feeling it might. Because it hasn't popped up on any list yet. (laughs) But it's just such a classic. And uh, I, I don't know. It was like the first thing that came to mind. Like it just, it's this is a great film, and it just felt like that this this is where it deserves to sit, and uh, that's two thousand one: A Space Odyssey, uh, from director Stanley Kubrick, uh, a fantastic film uh, that, you know, we talk we've talked already about some of these movies doing uh, great things when it comes to trying to be true to science, and uh, no, this movie's not perfect either, but there's definitely things it did in terms of being true to science that had never been seen on film before, and uh, I'm not going to pretend to know what it was like to see this movie in the theater back when it came out, but uh, I know it was like nothing that had ever been seen on a movie screen, and uh, it's still an incredible watch, so 2001 A Space Odyssey, that's my number one. Excellent choice. Excellent have you, Michelle, have you seen 2001? Still have not seen that. That's the one that really, like, as soon as I basically thought of this list, I was like, there's a movie on here that's my, like, my Goliath that I still haven't watched. And not mm-hmm. for not wanting to, I just, I I haven't, I haven't watched it. And I can't put it on my top five because I haven't seen it. And it's a shame. So, but my number one's still pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, Bobby, <laughs> your number one. Please tell us you're able to give us one that no one's talked about yet. I would love to do that, but nope, my number one is 2001 Space Odyssey. So let's just move on. I hate this game. This just is not good. This wasn't my week to be able to go after you, David. Uh, oh, man. What, what, what a guilt. You've got to have something say. to add, Honestly, though. I'll add this. I only just saw this movie for the first time in its entirety, maybe only within the last couple of years. That's right. I, think I forgot. They were playing it back in theaters again, mm-hmm. and I got to see it in the not full IMAX, but the the AMC IMAX, which is still a pretty big screen and good sound. And yeah, I, I mean, I fell in love with it instantly as my camera light goes out and <laughs> um, <laughs> flies, camera lights, all kinds of good stuff going it's on. An interesting episode. night here. Uh, yeah. Way to kick but off o- I think August. That, yeah. <laughs> things are getting better. Right. Things are getting better. <laughs> right. You guys had uh, tropical storms. We had earthquakes. So all good stuff That's going right. on around. <laughs> um, but no, this, yeah, this movie is just, it's a classic for a reason. And it's still stands the test of time to think that this was shot so long ago and looks so good. <laughs> Even by today's standards is just such an impressive thing to be able to do. And then just the whole storyline of it as well. There's just all the elements that come together in this to make such a fantastic movie. And absolutely, it just had to be number one for me. 
No, I still remember because um, we all, I think all of us attended that panel, right? At Comic-Con with Leonard Malton. Yes. Um, and yes. and somebody somebody asked in the Q&A, like, hey, like, I, I still just don't get the fascination with this movie. Like, and uh, I loved his answer, which kind of goes back to something that none of us really experienced, which was what it was like to see it when it came out. But I understand that answer and just basically telling this guy like look i'm i can't convince you like tell you you're wrong but you weren't there like when what this movie was like and what it meant when it came out in theaters back when it did but anyway i thought that was a fascinating thing it's in the days and times when models were being used and you know full landscapes you know for sets and stuff like that i feel like that's that's a big part of the appeal it's, it's going to be how uh, a generation or two, maybe even your kid generation, David, you know, they're going to look at aliens and they're going to be like, why do you guys like this movie? And we're going to be like, you just had to be there, man. Mm, <laughs> like, right. it just You weren't there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be there's, there's going to be films that are just like that. And that I know 2001 is, is kind of like that. Like you just kind of had to be there in for most people and other people get it outside of that spectrum. And that's cool. And I hopefully I fall into that group. <laughs> so, yeah. anyways. All right, Yasha, your number one sci fi film in space. You know, full disclosure, I've never seen 2001 Space Odyssey either. Oh, okay. I know about it. I've learned about it, but, and I've heard about it, but I, I, I've never seen it from start to finish. I have no idea. You're the virgins. Like, I have no idea how it ends. I have no idea how it ends. But the my number one I did see and I did love. Um, it's already been on the list. There's not much more I can add to it. I think it was a great movie. I thought it was fun, hilarious, emotional, roller coaster. And I'm talking about The Martian. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, I thought it was just so much fun. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really not much more that I can add to the film other than I just really enjoyed it. And out, out of my entire list, it's probably my favorite movie that I have listed here. Nice. Nice. The Martian. I, I don't think I realized you you love that movie as much as you do. That's awesome. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Like when I thought about it, I was just like, yeah, I think I want this to be my number one because I really, really did enjoy it. But I like Matt Damon too. And I thought it was fun and I thought it was entertaining. So yeah, that's my number one. All right, Michelle, last but not least. What? I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm so excited because nobody has mentioned this movie. Really, you have a number one that's not on any list. I'm so happy. Really, before you say it, well, I want to think. On that's true either, too. So. But I want to think for a second. I'm like, what could this be? I, I, I will say, I guess you could put it in another category, but for me, it falls in sci-fi, and it, it's definitely in space. This is a comic book movie. We're gonna write. Oh, I know you guys are. <laughs> You're gonna be like, Damn it. you said Green Lantern wasn't allowed. Yes. Yeah. Um, Green Lantern. <laughs> I know. I'm funny. <laughs> I got the jokes. Um, no, I'm so it's okay. So my number one. God, I wish we had a drum roll because I feel like when I say this, you guys are gonna be like, "Damn it!" It is a sci-fi action film. The Fifth Element. Oh. Okay. I love this movie. Like, I love this movie like an idiot. Like, I will... 
I watched this movie. I I I feel like in years it, it's tapered off, but I will say I there was a time I watched this movie at least once a month basically. And to this day, if I am flipping through the channels and this movie's on, I'm done flipping. I don't got to go no more. The Fifth Element is so damn good. And unfortunately, what's his name? Alec Bichon Bisson. I can never say his name right. Has never captured the magic in the bottle oh, since Luke? this film. Oh, Luke, Luke Besson. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry, Luke Besson. He's never captured magic in the bottle since this film, unfortunately. Um, but God, this movie's so good. I mean, Jesus, it's just got everything: action, adventure, sci-fi, comedy, hot chicks running around wearing basically nothing. I mean, come on, guys! Like, so good. <laughs> Um, no, this movie, I, I love it. I love it for just a plethora of reasons and I can't get enough of it. And I will watch this movie every time I ever see it available for me to watch. Um, I own it, I think on two different formats. I think I actually own a VHS as crazy as that sounds. I'd have to go through the collection, but like, yeah, this movie is so ridiculously awesome. And I, I, yeah, no, I, I cannot sing the praises of the fifth element enough. And I just, I'm, I, I geek out for it. I nerd out for it. Like, I love it. There's so many like culture references that now people say all the time, like little pop references and like little, little things that they say that, that, that all come from this movie. And yeah, it's just so good. <laughs> so if you have not for any weird reason in life, never seen the fifth element, see it hopefully you love it maybe it was just a, a movie in the moment of time it came out but gosh darn i love that bad boy now watch it all the time that's funny i honestly looked at that movie and i just thought i was like no nah, I, I just for whatever reason i didn't find it suitable to put on your list so i didn't put it on the list oh. but i thought <laughs> like you didn't think it met I, the requirements yeah i don't know why i just wasn't feeling it i was just like mm. no that's that's dude, that's no, I just I felt like I don't know why, and it does take place in space, and, and for the most part, there is there's definitely an, an Earthbound uh, uh, portion of it for sure, especially oh, yeah. in the beginning. Um, but then the rest of it, I mean, I would say seventy percent of it's in, in space, and it's just so futuristic, yeah. even when it is on Earth, that it almost makes you feel like you're not even on Earth because it's it's so futuristic yeah, right. in, in its sci-fi ness. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, and I will say it's not like in a spaceship. A lot of our movies are kind of in spaceships for the most part, and it's only in it for just a little while for the film. But God, it's good. Um, God, that came out in '97. Yeah, space cruise ship. There's another movie on my list as a space cruise ship. Oh, that's true. It's a theme. It's a theme. Um, and then my notable mentions. Um, I had Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, and then also Event Horizon. So, yeah, that, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't really put together an honorable mentions. I could try to think of some stuff off the top of my head. But... Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> the second one. Yeah. yeah. All, that's, the, that's, all, that's, all, that's all the Star Trek movies I'm not allowed to mention. Hey, uh, yeah. you agreed to that? <laughs> I even said maybe we should consider putting the Star Trek films on. You're like, no. And I'm like, okay. I kid. Uh, sort of. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of some on other honorable mentions. And on, do you guys, Bobby, Yasha, you guys have anything you wanted to mention before we go? I mean, I have one, but it's 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 based on a true story, so it's like it's not sci-fi. 
it was Apollo 13. I right. Was oh, yeah. I was like, oh. yeah. I mean, I was running but, into that as I was making my list and like that first man stuff that I was like, oh, wait, no. Yep. That's not yeah. sci-fi. That's, that's not going to work. That's historically <laughs> that's, accurate. Yeah. That's telling yeah. true history. So that's why I put that on there. Yeah. yeah. As Michelle was talking, there was one that popped into my head, but I don't know if it would have qualified or not based on our parameters. But um, I was just thinking about Total Recall. I don't know if it totally would have worked. No, it's funny because Michelle, when you were doing your drum roll, what I'm about to say, I almost yelled out Total Recall. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. Ah. I didn't think that was going to be it. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I, that popped into my head, so I almost yelled it out. I kind of forgot about that movie for for this list. I mean, that's a good one though. Like that's it would have been on my list then because I didn't even think about it until Michelle was talking about her number one, and it popped into my head, and I was like, hmm, could that have fit? If I had known it would have fit, it would have been in my list. It would have been in my top five for sure. Oh, that's a good one. But that's a weird one. I literally literally just watched that movie again. Oh, yeah. That's right. I remember you talking about that. 20 years or whatever. Literally watched it again. I was like laughing. It's so ridiculous. And I think it was because (laughs) it was on your your over the top -top action movies. Mm -hmm. Like it was somebody's on somebody's list. So that's what made me think about watching it. And it's on, and they're pumping it up on Netflix. So. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Were you going to say, David? Um, I mean, well, Total Recall, I I guess I would say it fits. I mean, it's a weird one in that it's always taking place either mainly on Earth or Mars. It's not really in space. So that's that's a tough one. That's why I wasn't sure. I don't think it either. I don't think at the time it even entered my mind, but then it just was sort of in there. And then I was like, well, see, I don't know if it fits because we're going with the space aspect as well. But hmm, can no, it maybe squeak down? No, fifth, mel- fifth Element, that's a good pick. I, I'll i be honest, I hadn't really considered it. I'm not saying I necessarily would have put it on my top five, but I, I mean, I love that movie. Um, hmm. That's ha- awesome. I have met people that aren't fans of that movie, but... Uh, yeah. They're weird. Yeah. I think some people <laughs> find the whole, like, you know, the elements themselves, that whole thing, a little over the top, kind of cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I know. But I, I don't know. For don't me, spoil it's, it. it's a it's a fun one and it's <laughs> got a lot of sci fi to it. You know, there's I mean, there's aliens in it. And then, yeah, I mean, it predominantly takes place in outer space. They're on a huge, huge cruise ship out in the middle of nowhere. I forgot what galaxy they said they were in. Like, it's yeah, it's. It is what it is. Bobby, I, I enjoy the hell Bobby, of it. Bobby, is that your way of saying you've never seen it? Yeah, I'm adding it to my list. I've never seen the fifth element. Bobby. <laughs> really, Bobby? Bob, okay, really? Bobby. Is that serious? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just this it on the is list officially right now. like your top priority but for you this week. Say, you got to say, at the very least, the things that we talk about that I haven't seen, I do a pretty good job of you actually do. filling in those gaps. When when I re- recognize that I don't see, haven't seen something mm-hmm. and everybody else is liking it, I do end up going back and watching you do. it. It's you, just, do. Yeah, you, you do. You do. You take you the do. time and watch the movies and shows that are recommended to you very seriously when you haven't watched it and everybody is proclaiming about how good it is. Yeah. I I. I, I <laughs> Are we speaking up on the sarcasm? Uh, I just I didn't realize. Yeah, you, I, I, I know David saw me where I was going with it. David looked yeah. dead at me. He saw oh, where I was man. going. 
Wow. This was a this was a door I did not want to open. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. well, Bobby, I I hope you find some time this week. I want you to relax, get a bowl of popcorn, your favorite drink, and just enjoy well, the comedy and the the fabulousness, the visuals, and just just relax and kick back and just enjoy the next two hours of your life because uh, you 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 shouldn't regret it. I'll definitely be curious. Sorry, Bobby, but considering not only the praise you're hearing now tonight but that's mm. a movie i feel like is very beloved by a lot of people i'll be curious to see your thoughts on it watching it just now after probably so I much that say, you've heard about that film yeah. and it's a little older too it's not like it's brand spanking new right. yeah, it's a, it's, well, it came out in 97 so think about that <laughs> like that's when it came out okay. yeah I'll, I'll say to your point david and then yeah. something kind of going back to michelle um I've seen bits and pieces of it on TV because it's yeah. been on TV, obviously. Uh, and nothing caught me when I saw the little bits and pieces. So mm. I don't know that anything that I saw made me say, oh, I need to sit down and watch this from beginning to end. But having said that, since I only saw it out of context and not really gathering the full scope of it, I will sit down and watch it from beginning to end and, and give my thoughts. Um, going back to what Michelle said, I probably won't get to it this week because along the lines of what you said as far as watching this one, I had been thinking about this recently and my goal is to um, try and every time we do a show, one of these, what we've been watching and talking about is mention a movie that I had not seen that is popular or big or whatever. So I already have two in front of it and um well, I'll just go ahead and say what my one for next week will be You'll that I'll report back to you on, which is uh, <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance. I have not seen that movie, so I will be watching that this week. Oh, that's right. That's back. right. That's right. Are you talking about the one with Samuel L. Jackson? Yep. Really? You haven't seen yeah. that one? Yeah. Even Yash is like, that blows me away. I haven't seen that one in a that long time. Away. I, I just watched that seen one it, recently, too. I have seen it, yeah. Oh, it's been forever since it's, I've seen it. Is that the only oh, Die Hard Jesus. you haven't seen? Yeah. Okay. I never saw the most yeah. recent one, either. No, I never the, saw that I guess one. that's the only, I should say well, that's the only one I haven't seen. I, yeah, the one where it's like him and his there. son, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, is it a son? I think I that think was the most recent son. one. Yeah. That's what the Because the one before that was with him and his daughter. Yeah. And I haven't seen that one, either. The one before that, I actually oddly enjoy. I think that's actually a pretty decent movie. <laughs> but uh, to live free or live free or die hard, I think. Yeah, I yeah, think that's what it's called. I think it, for what it is, it's un- unapologetically works. It just works. Like I don't know, I, I liked it. Sorry. No, I just one. watched that one. I just watched that recently. Uh, live free or die hard with Justin Long. Yeah, and yeah. That- that that does work. It it really really did work. It was a fun. It still felt still felt like it was the same vein as the Die Hard movies. Right. Like it really was. Honestly, I feel like they should have stopped there. Yeah. I, yeah. Hmm. I mean, from what I hear, so I haven't seen that most recent one, but it sounds like they should have stopped. Yeah, there. I haven't seen either of those, so I can't attest to any of that. So, Bobby, so you got live, you got Die Hard with Vengeance, and what was the other one? Uh, the other one that I'm going to watch probably for the week after that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can tell you if you want to know, but uh, I'll probably not say going forward with the other ones just to keep it sort of surprised. You, but you don't have to tell us. The oh, one yeah, after- then never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Keep, keep it, it secret. 
Okay. Mums. Mums word. <laughs> Mums. I mean, whatever you want to do, but it sounds like you kind of want to keep it secret for each Well, week, and then so. he's got to somehow fit in oh, Interstellar, and that's a three and a half hour epic, so, you know. Well, I, I already, I'm going to do that with the other film, um, the um, Fifth Element. In a couple weeks, I'm going to do that. Both of those. So I was going to say, if you watch Interstellar for a second time, I should watch Interstellar for the first time. Like I said, I think that would be an interesting like notes comparison. You being like, yeah, mm. yeah, but did you see this? I'll be like, what? Did you, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm shook, Bobby Jackson. <laughs> well, anything else, guys, for you? No. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Well, I, I did want to say. Since we've been doing the the YouTube videos and having people watch us on YouTube, uh, one thing that I I, I kind of would like to see with all these people that are watching the videos and hopefully liking the videos and whatnot, um, I, you guys are obviously checking out our list. I'm so curious as to what your guys' list would be yeah. for a lot of these shows and, and put it your top five in the comment section because I would really like to read other people's top lists because ours have been so close together. I'm kind of curious if people have ones that are out there that we didn't think of or something different that uh, I would have been like, oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. So I'm just curious. Uh, I would like to see that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I would like to see that as well. Michelle, it sounded like you were going to no, say I was going to say, no, that sounds awesome. I've, I've been wanting that to kind of happen as we've been doing these lists because I think it would be awesome for people to be like, well, here's my list, and then to see a movie that none of us mentioned to be like, oh, my God, how do we totally space out on this? That was so, such a great film. Or, right. you know, for like somebody to comment and be like, well, here's my list, and how how do you guys have this one on like three out of four of y'all's list? You all are crazy, you know, and... Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to get a sparked conversation on some of these sometime. It would be really awesome to get that feedback. Definitely. Cool. Uh, there was one thing I was going to bring up before we go, and I'll make it very fast. It kind of goes back to what we've been watching this week that I forgot to mention. Uh, I didn't watch this movie in its entirety, but I felt like it was worth mentioning that uh, my kids today watched Sonic the Hedgehog for the first time. Uh, and I, I never saw that, but I saw most of it. I was also kind of doing things around the house as it was on, but I was paying attention. And I'll just say I was pleasantly surprised by that movie. It was actually pretty enjoyable. Uh and the kids thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought I remember that you guys uh-huh. both liked it, and the movie was pretty good. And uh, the kids liked it not just because of Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey, but that though that helped, <laughs> but also the character yeah. Sonic, which I don't even who did the voice of Sonic. Do you guys know off the top of your head? Uh, ben Schwartz. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, they liked Sonic himself. They they seemed to think he was really funny, and yeah. As a kid's movie, I they definitely seem to give it their seal of approval. And from what I could see, I I was I was enjoying it. And the actors Did they name, get yeah. a chance? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. The actor's name that is the lead in the film. I also always forget his name. Oh, uh, Cyclops. Yeah. Uh James Marsden? That's it. Yeah. yeah. Right? Anyway. Yes, James Marsden. No, he's it's good in it too. Marsden, for sure. He's just I yeah. don't know. I I like the movie. I just thought it was worth mentioning. No, the uh, movie's fantastic. Gonna... I'm genuinely excited to see if you know they get greenlit for a sequel, which I hope they do. They but the was the movie was so much fun. Like, and I tell people that I was like, "You're gonna laugh," but man, I would watch it again. Like, it it, it really made me laugh. Like, it was a fun, mm-hmm. warm-hearted, quick to the point movie, and it was enjoyable. 
Bobby, what were you saying? I was just going to add to that really quick in that I don't know if you're, I don't know if you know because you didn't watch the whole thing, but you, but there is a tag on the end of it. Yeah, uh, I didn't see it. I heard it. I was in the other okay. room when it was playing, but I heard it. Okay. Anyway. Gotcha. Yeah, that's all I was going to oh, say. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, with that, we are going to wrap things up and get on out of here. Uh, as always, Kind of like what Bobby said, we'd like to hear back from everyone listening and watching. Uh, you can comment on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can comment down below. Uh, you can also email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at flicker underscore effect. So you can reach out to us there. Uh, we will be back next week, probably with another top five list, uh, depending on how much we watch. And I guess I'm coming up with that one. Yep. So. I'll I'll probably reveal that sometime this week. I, I haven't really even Sweet. thought about it yet. Uh, with that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Yasha Wilson. I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening and watching.